Lord Jesus Christ, our good shepherd, come now and tend your flock, even as we feast upon your word, Lord, here in John's gospel to us, and as we apply it, Lord, as we think about the future and well-being of Christ's church, Lord, come and let us feel your shepherding hand upon us, your guiding hand, your tender and protecting hand, Lord, as we, we hear this message now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. You may be seated. Well, today is traditionally known in the Christian calendar, today is known as Good Shepherd Sunday. On the fourth Sunday of Easter every year, we read a portion of the Good Shepherd Discourse in John chapter 10. And on this Sunday, we are reminded by the Word of God that Jesus Christ is the true shepherd, the true pastor of his church. And in this passage particularly that Father Benji just read, Jesus assures us that he is able to guard and to keep his flock that not one of his sheep will be lost. So listen to that passage one more time. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. So, you know, all, all human pastors actually serve as under-shepherds. All human pastors serve as under-shepherds of the good shepherd. And the great shepherd of the sheep, as he is known also in Scripture, the great shepherd of the sheep will judge, the shepherd of the sheep will judge human pastors based on the extent to which they have authentically reflected his care for his own flock. In the service for ordaining priests in our prayer book, in the 2019 prayer book, the bishop addresses the one who is about to be sent out to shepherd God's flock in this fashion. And if you want to look at it, it is on page 488 and 489 right here in the 2019 Book of Common Prayer. That's right. Vanna, what do we got here? Yes, prayer book. This is what the bishop says to the prospective presbyter. You have heard during the church's discernment of your vocation and in the Holy Scriptures themselves how weighty is this office to which you are called. I now exhort you, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to be a messenger, watchman, and steward of the Lord. You are to teach, to warn, to feed and to provide for the Lord's family and to seek for Christ's sheep who are in the midst of this fallen world that they may be saved through Christ forever. Remember how great is this treasure committed to your charge, pastor-to-be. They are the sheep of Christ for whom he shed his blood. The church and congregation whom you will, whom you will serve is his bride, his body. If the church or any of her members is hurt or hindered by your negligence, you must know both the gravity of your fault and the grievous judgment that will result. And it's amazing that anybody stays around for the rest of that service to be ordained at that point. 
Well, 15 years ago, this coming September, a group of 12 lay people here in Winston-Salem asked if I would come to help them start a new Anglican church in our community. And throughout that time, I have been keenly aware of those words and that I must give an account to Jesus for how I have shepherded his, shepherded his church. But it's also a great comfort to know that while human pastors are incredibly important to the life of the church and the well-being of God's people, listen, our ultimate confidence is that we are securely kept by the power and grace of Jesus, the Good Shepherd. We are securely kept by the power and grace of Jesus, the Good Shepherd. And it is in the confidence, it is in this confidence in Jesus' promise of protection and provision for his flock that I need to share with you the clear guidance of the Holy Spirit that I have been experiencing for over five months or so now. So no need to bury the lead on this. It is my conviction under the prompting of the Holy Spirit that my time as your pastor is coming to completion. I anticipate that this news will create uh, tears of joy and sorrow. No, <laughs> actually, I anticipate this news will affect you as in much in the same way that it has affected me and Lisa. We have a mixture of confidence and fear, joy and sadness, excitement and uncertainty, but in all of that, we remember our good shepherd who knows his sheep and keeps his sheep. Now, the best way for me to explain this to you and what it means for all of us over the coming months is for me to take you through a timeline that I have prepared and which is being going to ask now that Kevin and Father Benji would hand this out to everyone here, to the adults here, and any children that want to color on the back of it. <laughs> but I uh, want to hand this timeline out to you. And for the sake of clarity, I'm, as, as you receive this, I am going to read a portion of the timeline with you this morning. I know that that's not uh, the most interesting thing in the world to do, to have somebody read something that's right in front of you. But I think it's important for clarity uh, that we hear this. I'm not going to read all of it. All of it, I will uh, direct you to portions that you should be uh, paying attention to on your own uh, as we get to that part of the timeline. But I want to make sure that you are uh, brought up to speed, as it were, on what's going to be happening in the next few months. And so we'll give Father Benji and Kevin a couple of more moments here to hand those out. There we go. While they do that, and while the Jeopardy music is playing in my head, I'm going to drink this water. So if you'll just look at that and look at the first page there, this is the proposed pastoral transition timeline. And even though it's been uh, typed out and printed up, uh, you know, things change. But this is kind of how we see this unfolding. Uh, I'm pretty sure of the past, and so I can be confident in how I explain that. So let's just go back to the very first line there. January of 2022, I, Father Ben, uh, began to have the sense that a new calling was emerging for me beyond Christchurch. And I discussed this with my wife, Lisa, and she concurred. If she did not, then I, we probably wouldn't be hearing this this morning. My love for Christ Church and its congregation remains undiminished. So this is not about how I feel about Christ Church, not one bit. It's about a sense of calling. March of 2022, that sense of new calling became a strong prompting from the Holy Spirit 
that in order to walk in obedience, for me to walk in obedience, I needed to prepare Christ Church for pastoral transition. This is in order that I can be released for greater attention in my work as canon missioner. So it's I'm not retiring. I'm being called to different ministry. I'm seeking to be obedient to the clear providence, providence and prompting of God by initiating this process of pastoral transition. March 22nd of 2022, I shared these thoughts with my spiritual director, Bishop Thad Barnum, and he concurred that he sees this change of calling in my life as well. On March 25th, I informed Bishop Steve Breedlove that I was having the sense of change of vocation and that I would like to have my territory increased in my role as canon missionary or canon missioner. On March 29th, 2022, I shared these developments privately with Father David and with Father Benji. On April 4th, 2022, I shared with the executive team of the Council of Advice my sense that it was time for me to pass the baton of leadership. The executive team uh, consists of the senior and junior steward and treasurer of Christ Church. Then on April 6th of 2022, I had a clarifying conversation with Bishop Steve about my sense of call and how this relates to pastoral transition. Please listen. He released me to go beyond the bounds of West Virginia into other adjacent areas where God is opening the door for new Anglican churches. And so while my main ministry will be in West Virginia, it's expanding into other uh, areas of Appalachia as well. He granted me permission to begin raising my own support for this ministry. Uh, for much of this ministry, I will be self-funded. And then on April 9th, 2022, I informed the Council of Advice that we would be moving into a time of pastoral transition. I feel called, this is important for you to know, I feel called to shepherd Christ Church during the process to ensure seamless transition to a new rector. So that doesn't mean I'm, you know, we're loading up the U-Haul two weeks from now and taking off. Uh, you're stuck with me for a little while longer. I will remain fully engaged as rector until the end of this year. My period of service may be shortened or lengthened as fits the needs of the church under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And then April 9th, so uh, April 9th, 2022 and beyond, I'll be raising support to fund my ministry as canon missioner. Canon missioner. Now, there are two possible tracks. This is what it means for Christ Church uh, in the coming months. There are two possible tracks for this transition to occur. The Council of Advice, in other words, the vestry, we call it the Council of Advice, but technically it is the vestry, will ultimately determine which of these tracks is followed. Following the bylaws of Christ Church and the guidelines of our diocese, the Council of Advice is the leadership body which acts on behalf of the congregation to call the next rector. So track number one. So this is one potential. Uh, May 8, 2022. Today, the congregation is officially informed that Father Ben anticipates passing the baton as the rector of Christ Church. And here's the important point. The congregation is notified that as per diocesan guidelines, Father Benji, as our acting associate, will be considered as the initial candidate for the new rector of Christ Church. From May 8th, let me let you go ahead and turn the page there. So from today until June 11th, 2022, 
members of the Council of Advice will meet with each of the life groups to receive feedback to help inform the Council's vote on June 11. For those not in a life group at this time, feedback can be directed to our senior steward, Dr. Corbin Downey, or our junior steward, Mrs. Jane Gerbrandt. You have their contact emails in your handout. June 11th, 2022, and by the way, when those, uh, when those meetings with uh, members of the council advice and life groups occur, it's very important that you attend those. You need to be uh, there for that if you're in a life group. June 11th, 2022, an up or down vote by the Council of Advice will be taken on whether to ask Father Benji to serve as the next rector. Now you might ask, why do, we, why do we do this and not just put Benji's name sort of in, in the deck with all the other potential candidates? Well, uh, our diocese has wi wisely seen that if you do have a potential rector uh, uh, candidate in the person of an associate on staff, then uh, for, that, for the well-being of that person and their family, uh, they need to be considered first so that they can know what their future is going to be and they can make plans and preparations uh, to, to, if they're not asked to be the next director, to go and uh, begin the process of applying for other places to serve. So there will be an up or down vote on June 11th uh, by the Council of Vice will be taken on whether to ask Father Benji to serve as the next rector. As stated, leading up to that vote, the Council of Advice will welcome input from the congregation regarding their disposition of having Father Benji serve as the next rector. However, this is very critical to the way our polity works. It is important for the Council of Advice and the congregation to remember that our polity places the ultimate selection of the next rector in the hands of the Council of Advice, the vestry. So we don't have a congregational vote. Your representatives on the Council of Advice vote on your behalf. Beyond providing the initial orientation for the council and answering pertinent questions, neither Father Ben nor Father Benji will have any input into their deliberations. We are out of the picture for that. Neither Father Ben nor Father Benji will be present for the council's conversations about Father Benji serving as the next rector. Again, that is in the hands of your lay leadership. Then from June 11th through June 18th, if Father, uh, Father Ben, Father Benji, the bishop, and the congregation will be informed about the result of the council's vote. The council of advice will then receive the bishop's guidance regarding next steps. So Father, um, he's Father, uh, June 11th and 20, uh, 2022 and following, if Father Benji is voted in as the next rector, then there will be a period of pastoral transition with Father Benji becoming the priest in charge on January 1st, 2023. For the remainder of 2022, more and more of the responsibility of the rector will be handed over to Father Benji. December 31st, 2022, Father Ben steps aside as rector of Christ Church. Now, we do need to jump ahead uh, to uh, a couple of places here, but let me just take you through this. January 1st, 2023, Father Benji becomes acting rector, and following that date, the bishop will officially institute Father Benji as the rector of Christ Church. So he will be acting rector, but then there will be a service of institution. So uh, Father Benji, if he's uh, made rector, he'll be institutionalized at that point. At Father Benji's discretion, this is a bullet point there you need to read, at Father Benji's discretion, so it's up to the rector in charge, Father Ben may be retained part-time as Rector Emeritus 
and would have limited duties at Christ Church. In other words, I would still be involved with the foundations course. I'd be working with curates who are young men being prepared for ordained ministry, and I would be preaching on occasion. So that's one track. That's track number one. Uh, but that's not the, necessarily the track that will occur. So let's take a look at track two. On June 11th, 2022, an up or down vote by the Council of Advice will be taken on whether to ask Benji to serve as the next rector. So we knew that. But if Father Benji is not voted in, not voted in as the next rector, then the diocesan guidelines for the search for a new rector take effect. I won't read all of those guidelines, but you have them there for you to look at. So June 11 through 18, Father Ben, Father Benji, the bishop, and the congregation will be informed about the result of the council's vote. The council of advice will then receive the bishop's counsel regarding next steps. On June, excuse me, on uh, December 31st, 2022, Father Ben steps aside as rector of Christ Church. And here's the point, uh, another point that you need to be aware of. June 30th, 2023, so that's June of next year, Father Benji's funding, which we receive in part from the diocese as associate rector, expires. And if he has not already made other arrangements, his time at Christ Church will come to an end. So if he's not voted in as your next rector, he still has the potential of remaining here and serving until June of 2023. But, of course, he may have already found another uh, calling by that time, another position at that, by that time. And so that may not happen um, it may not happen on that date. It will certainly, he will certainly leave by that date, however, if he's not voted in. Now, if, uh, and then at the uh, point of uh, June 11th, on June 11th, if Father Benji has not made the rector, then the search process from the Anglican Diocese of Christ Our Hope, their guidelines will take effect, and you have those there, and I encourage you to go home and read that. Now, turn to pages 4 and 5 in that handout, pages 4 and 5 in that handout. Pertinent Christ Church Bylaws. These are our governing documents. So this is the actual governing uh, language on how this process occurs. There is a diocesan guideline, and that's actually cut and paste and, and modified in the handout that you have. But these are the actual governing documents. Pertinent Christ Church Bylaws. So this is uh, section 4.2F. In the year in which the current rector leaves the parish... The terms of each member are automatically extended for one year in order to provide continuity among the leadership of the church through the time of transition. What does that mean? That means for us that we will be electing the 2025-2025 class for the Council of Advice at the end of this year as usual, but the current class of 2022 will stay on for an additional year. Right. And then, if you look at uh, Roman numeral 6, appointment of a rector, 6.1. The rector shall be called by God, qualified according to Scripture, ordained as a presbyter by a bishop of the Anglican Church in North America, and apostolic succession, or within another province of the Anglican Communion, and willing to fulfill his leadership responsibility. The rector shall adopt the vision and values of the church. Should the church find itself without a rector, the council of advice or search team designated by it shall consider a list of suggested candidates proposed by the overseeing bishop of the church. 
the suggestions of the bishop are to be considered along with or in addition to any names from the members of the congregation of the church or other sources. So the first uh, person on that list suggested by the bishop, according to our guidelines, would be Father Benji, but others may be added if he is not accepted as the new rector. The Council of Advice may reject all of the names suggested from the bishop after considering them in good faith. If so, and after notifying the bishop with an explanation of the reason for not pursuing or calling any of the suggested names provided by the bishop, the Council of Advice may consider other names. I know that it's thrilling to, to listen to bylaws being read. I know you are scintillated. You look scintillated. But uh, we do need to hear this, okay? So the rector shall be selected in the following manner. The, affirm the affirmative vote of two-thirds, two-thirds of all the members of the Council of Advice shall be necessary to make valid the selection of a rector. Notice of such a regular, of, or regular or special meeting of the council shall be given in accordance with the provision of these bylaws. Prior to being issued a call, the candidate for the position of rector selected by the council of advice must be approved by the bishop. So we have a, a process where our lay leadership selects, but then that selection has to be endorsed by the bishop. So we have, a, I think, a very good process. The call of the rector shall be in writing in a letter of agreement between the rector and the council of advice and must clearly express the job description and any special conditions together with the understandings as to stipend and benefits, including vacation and other time off. The stipend and benefits may be increased or diminished as the parties may from time to time agree. 6.3, upon approval of the bishop and issuance of a call by the Council of Advice, the new rector will be duly instituted as the priest in charge of Christ Church according to the rubrics and liturgy of an office of institution of ministers into parishes or churches as contained in the Book of Common Prayer 1928 of the Protestant Episcopal Church in the United States of America or other liturgy approved by the diocese and bishop. So we do now have that new office of institution is in that order of institution is in the 2019 prayer book. So we have a new liturgy, which is the same liturgy without the these and the thous. Now here are the pertinent canons from the Constitution and Canons of the Diocese of Christ Our Hope. I know, again, this is uh, not the most exciting thing that will happen in, uh, in your reading of today, but uh, it's necessary for you to hear this. So Canon number seven, the rector and the pastoral relationship. Section two, Canon seven, the calling of a rector. No rector may be called to or dismissed from a congregation without the consent of the bishop. Additionally, no other ordained clergy may be called or dismissed from a congregation without consultation with the bishop. In the case of a vacancy in the position of rector, the vestry must contact the bishop and establish a process for calling a new rector. A prayerful process of discernment, including the establishing of a search committee, which may include members of the vestry, will be developed in accordance with the bishop. This process will include all details and steps necessary to fulfill due diligence, with the end being that no person may be elected and called as rector without the full approval both of the bishop and the vestry of the congregation. Prior to issuing a call to the rector, 
the clear expectations for his ministry as well as the financial and other benefits to be offered will be approved by the bishop. So that's your, that's your information. Take that home. Go through that again, especially uh, go through the guidelines for the call search committee and call uh, if, um, if we do not call Father Benji, how that will occur otherwise. Now, I want you to know that as I, and I, thanks be to God, I was able to go out and, and begin to do my prayer hikes again. And so as I was praying about this transition on my hike this Friday, I felt the Lord telling me to be, to, and this, I want you to hear this. I felt him telling me to be especially aware of his providence, his providence, and how he has arranged this transition at this particular time. Particularly, he said, look at the congregation we have at this time. We are a spiritually vibrant and growing congregation. We are spiritually, emotionally, and financially healthy. Spiritually, emotionally, and financially healthy as a congregation, as a church. We have super competent lay leadership. We have stable, faithful, and gifted clergy to help us go through this transition. And in my opinion, which you are not in any way required to agree with, and probably I shouldn't say, but I'm going to, ha, 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 we have the finest candidate for our next rector serving as our associate right now. By the way, the numbers passage, if you were paying attention about transition of leadership over the people of Israel, is in fact the assigned lectionary reading for this day. I didn't choose that. That was chosen by the church in putting that lectionary together. And while Lisa and I are launching out into unknown territory, we believe that God will take care of us spiritually, emotionally, missionally, and financially as we enter into the mission of planning gospel-centered, Bible-believing churches in West Virginia and beyond. So we have a great sense of peace and confidence in the midst of all of this. Yes, there's, you know, there, there's a, the blend of feelings that we have, and and I think that's just typical in a time of any transition that we have uh, blended feelings, sometimes even contradictory feelings, but ultimately have confidence in the good shepherd. No one can snatch us out of his hand. And the Father who is greater than all, no one can snatch us out of his hand. Jesus and the Father are one. Would you please turn with me to page 649 in the Book of Common Prayer? And as you're turning there, page 649, 649, page 649, as you're turning there, I want you to know if you have questions or concerns following, uh, you know, the, in the days and weeks to come, please feel free to reach out to me. Love to talk to you. If you have any questions whatsoever, be happy to be in a conversation with you. So this is prayer 10 at the bottom of page 648. And it's for the selection of a bishop or other minister. And so as we offer this prayer uh, on page 649, you'll see there's italicized bishop and diocese. We're going to pray rector and congregation. Rector and congregation, okay? So rector and congregation instead of bishop and diocese. But I would ask if we could pray this together in unison. Please stand. Almighty God, giver of every good gift, look graciously on your church 
and so guide the minds of those who shall choose a rector for this congregation that we may receive a faithful pastor who will preach the gospel, care for your people, equip us for ministry, and lead us forth in fulfillment of the Great Commission through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.